Hanging with Chu, the podcast where I talk to the people in my life. I'm your host, Jay Chu, and I hope you enjoy. So, could you introduce yourself a little bit for us? Yeah, so I'm uh, Joe, and I am a computer science major. I'm a junior currently, uh, going to my second semester this coming, like what, January, like late January, and um, I've known Jay since high school. We met through our friend Henry because we all played League of Legends, and then we, we you were you were in band, right? So like we also like both played instruments and stuff. So we were kind of like next door while we were in orchestra. I was in orchestra and he was in band.、Mm-hmm. So yeah, and then yeah, and when did you? Because last time I remembered you were studying like biology, chemistry, something like that. Yeah, I was. I was studying biochemistry, but I switched my major to computer science. And I mean, the reason for that was in high school, and ever since I was young too. Like my mom kind of wanted me to be a doctor,、mm-hmm. and like for lack of a better thing to do, like I kind of just adopted that identity, I guess. Because you know how it is, like、uh, being a doctor, it's like a very、um, respected profession, and it's associated with. High-paying、uh, salary, you know,、mm-hmm. prestige, this and that. So it was something that kind of suited me as a good student and like growing up,、uh, like with good grades. And people always like telling me I was smart and all that bull. So <laughs> I kind of just went with that. Like I went with the flow, but I kind of figured out that I didn't really like it that much once I entered college.、Mm-hmm. Uh, like just from the fact that I couldn't sit through the classes. Like I, I was still doing pretty good in them,、uh, but. It just didn't interest me, and I、uh, realized that I couldn't really like do that for four more years after undergrad. So I was like, it's time for something new. And the same with CS though too. Like Loki, I'm not even that passionate about it, but like there's a clear exit strategy with computer science,、mm-hmm. and、um, like you don't have to go to as much school, and like the salary is pretty competitive out of school,、yeah. and you know. Especially if you stick with it, like you'll eventually make more than a doctor or like the average doctor. Like if you,、uh, like for example, right? Say I leave、um, school with a bachelor's degree, like work in industry at like a decently good,、uh, like、uh, software company,、mm-hmm. like Google, Facebook, or something like that. And then, like four years from when I, like, I'd have been working four years while like. A, Like a prospective med student would be like in med school, yeah. And then by then, like my salary would be like pretty high, and it, it would be, be like promoted and whatnot. Yeah, and like you won't you won't have to go into a lot more student debt, you know. Yeah, to exactly that, that too. Like it's kind of just a better financial decision, but.、Yeah. But I、yeah. think I think a lot of a lot of Asian kids when they're young, like, cause like our our parents like for me. I used to want to be a lawyer that graduated from Harvard University, you know. Oh yeah. But then、mm-hmm. I I realized it was not my thing early on. I'm like I don't because like I also like I'm like I don't want to do that, you know. Early on, I first、mm-hmm. I realized I wasn't smart enough to go to Harvard, and I'm like okay. And then I'm like maybe I don't want to be a lawyer because like apparently there's a lot more stuff that goes on. Rather like and not just or it's not just arguing all the time. There's actual paperwork and all that, and I'm like maybe I don't want to do that. So yeah, 
It's the same with being a doctor too. Like being a doctor is a lot of uh, politics. Like, you know, especially with like insurance companies, like working for a hospital or like having your own practice, like there's just a lot more that goes on than being a doctor and treating patients. Yeah. And I also shadowed a doctor last summer and um, I don't know, like, I don't know if I have the temperament to do it. Uh, really? Because, yeah, like basically when you treat someone, like a lot of these people are like, like not happy people. Like, not that they're, like, they lash out at you and stuff, but it, like, makes you, it made me kind of sad, like, seeing the situations that they were in and, like, the help that they needed. So, like, I don't know if I, like, had the temperament to, like, do that. Like, it'd make me depressed, probably. Yeah, I, I guess, like, the people, like, like if, if you are willing, if you are able to, like, take that, take that energy and, like, be able to, like, support it. And I guess if you're, I guess there's a certain temper, temperament that actually, like, fits with mm-hmm. being doctors. Yeah, like big respect to doctors though, for real. Yeah, especially right now, it's mm-hmm. it's rough being in a hospital. Yeah, for sure it is. Like it's packed up in that bitch. <laughs> but... Yeah, it's it's a little. Yeah, it's really hard to go to any hospital. Like if like if if I like because like I I have to get my uh, wisdom tooth pulled out, and then like I called like I called the hospital saying, "Hey, can we get an appointment?" And they're like um you're like you're not an existing customer so no and i'm like how like how does it make sense like it doesn't matter if i've been a customer if i've gone to your hospital or not like it doesn't that doesn't tell you if i have covid or not but you know they have their policies so yeah it's weird like how hospitals work because there's no like state um like funded hospital like every hospital is like a private um like institution like it's a business hmm. essentially so well i I, th- I feel like there might be like there's definitely like subsidized like certain things but like there's no like one there's i don't think there's a hospital like especially around here that's like uh government funded yeah. like it's all private practice stuff yeah i don't i don't really know much about that to be honest yeah yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> we move on to something else then yeah yeah, I don't really know much about it either, but that's just what I like know mainly. Yeah. And I, I mean, Joe, I know that you're uh, into entrepreneurship, so could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I think that was like when I said that there's more of a clear exit strategy with computer science. Like that's kind of what I meant. Uh, like in terms of entrepreneurship, uh, like that's the computer science degree is also a lot more useful for that sort of thing because. Um, you're more flexible with what you're able to do. Uh, like just from, like say you wanted to start your own company, right? Like of any sort, mm-hmm. like what's the most like low upfront cost thing that you could do? Um, like if you possess like a certain skill, right? Like in this case, like it'd be computer science. Like you could write your own software or something or an app and then mm-hmm. sell it or like have a service through an app that you can sell. And like, there's just a useful skill to know kind of because like hopefully like for me like uh i mean this is like the backup strategy would just be to work in like the computer science field right Mm -hmm. or like uh be a software engineer and like make a good salary which isn't like a half bad life but like i kind of don't want that like i hate the idea of working for someone for like the rest of my life kind of i like want some sort of autonomy so that's why like i like entrepreneurship and that's why 
like I chose to do computer science just because it's like one of the skills that like if you're just starting off in a company and you like require some sort of software like it's a good skill to have because usually if you commission it out like it costs like uh like tens of thousands of dollars for like a group of software engineers to write your app for you and if you don't have the money then like like what are you gonna do you know yeah and have you done any uh something like like app developing or any of any of that like in the past yeah. like kind of um so my sophomore year i was on like a team with my friends and we wrote like an app called mac daddy like i didn't really write a whole lot of the app like mainly it was um like my friend linda who was on the team too because mm-hmm. she like created it um like long before like i joined the team and we like there's this entrepreneurship center at our school called the Shea Center mm-hmm. and essentially they like hold events for like students who are interested in entrepreneurship so like one of them being like this thing called an elevator pitch competition where like you give a 1 minute pitch of your idea and then like judges choose like whose pitch was the best mm-hmm. and uh like so we entered that and we got crowd favorite which is kind of like like I, okay i guess cuz it was based off votes and like our idea was like kind of funny so i guess like people liked it and then we also um because we placed in that competition we got like entered into the accelerator that they held and what an accelerator is it's basically like uh they give you funding for your idea so they gave us like uh 1500 mm-hmm. and then uh like they hook you up with like mentors and stuff and try to help you make your idea a reality. Oh, wow. Um so yeah. How did it go? That's like how did it go? Um like I don't know, like not good <laughs> cuz essentially like for most people like it didn't go good, right? Cuz let's just put it this way like the like the six jeez, like I can't even talk. You're going to have to edit that for me, Jay, but <laughs> oh by the way like, this podcast has no edits so be yeah, careful about what I'm you say yeah i know i'm just teasing bro i'm teasing <laughs> uh what is it uh the chance of success in entrepreneurship is like very low right mm-hmm. so when they give you money like they don't expect shit like they don't expect anything from you really like they expect that you try but like they don't expect that you succeed yeah. and they care more about the fact that you're like learning and stuff um so yeah like most of the companies didn't really like make that much progress and stuff and we're also students still. Yeah. And like there's varying degrees of like how much effort people put into like their projects/companies who are in the accelerator. Like some people were like real hardos and like actually had stuff going on. Like one guy had like $100,000 of funding from Google like before joining the accelerator and stuff like that, right? So he was like really like in it in it. Oh, he was a hot shot. Like, like Yeah, kind of. So it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um but Our idea for the app was kind of like stupid. It was basically it started off as like a meme kind of like it's called Mac Daddy cuz like our dining hall is called Mac. Mhm. And essentially like the way our school systems um like dining plan works is that you have money, right? Yeah. And then you have to buy things like with your money. Mhm. And essentially freshman girls that like don't eat a lot like that have the meal plan cuz juniors and seniors usually don't have meal plan cuz they live in apartment housing mm-hmm. so they like buy their own food and like cook for themselves but like 
freshmen girls like a lot of them like don't finish their food right Mm -hmm. whereas like the guys tend to like burn through their food really quick so it's just like a way for like to pair people up and also too you don't get a refund on your money so whatever money you don't use like they throw it away so there is like an incentive to like want to give it to other people and and which college wait which college did you go to i'm not sure we mentioned that uh, I go to Boston College. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you're thinking about going to Boston College, that's how the meal plan works, and it kind of sucks. But, <laughs> yeah. So, it was just an app that um, you could, like, uh, pair people that didn't have enough meal plan money with people that did. Mm-hmm. But, like, from a business standpoint, um, it was hard to scale that because it's, like, even if we did manage to get it to work at our school, like, we might face a lot of, like, backlash from the school, like, like, they might not approve of it, and it'd be, like, something that they might want us to shut down or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then also, too, like, it'd be something that would be hard for us to implement at other schools because not every school has the same, like, um, meal plan system. So yeah, in terms of, like, profitability, like, we weren't really going to make money off that idea. So we tried to pivot to something else, and then it's just stupid at that point because basically we wanted to make it, like, an anonymous like friendship building app so it's like you got matched on your interests and like you wouldn't get to see their pictures and stuff until like you talked for a while and like built like a genuine connection mm-hmm. and then like the monetization for that was like ads and stuff and like premium features but like it essentially it was just hard to do because it's like how do you get people to use it and stuff like that and like Linda, the person that made the app, like, mm-hmm. kind of bailed on it because she graduated a semester early. Oh. So she wasn't even, like, technically in the program with us. Like, it was me, like, and my other two friends mm-hmm. that were, like, doing it, like, kind of on her behalf with her, like, being in it. But then she kind of just, like, stopped, like, caring about it. And then she went to California and, like, started a another startup. Oh. Like, while we were in the accelerator. So then, like, all of us kind of just, like, or like shit like we don't really believe in the product and like we don't even really have a team anymore because she like dipped <laughs> and we were just like shit so that, that's that and yeah. then so it kind of died that's unfortunate but i guess yeah that's that's I like, mean, it is what it is yeah it yeah. is what it is yeah i mean honestly though entrepreneurship's a lot harder than like people give it credit for yeah i bet i'm not I don't have the the temperament to be an entrepreneur, to be honest. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of risk involved. Yeah, and a lot of failure too. Like we only so. hear about the success stories, and like we don't hear about like the thousands of other people who have done the exact same thing as the people who succeeded, but it just like never happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the name of the game with entrepreneurship though is like just keeping with it, because like you're essentially guaranteeing your failure if you just stop right Mm -hmm. because at that point like you have no chance of success instead of like a small one so that's like a that's you should quote that i don't know (laughs) (laughs) what do you think that's profound that's a that's i mean i mean it is i mean but it is something that like it could keep someone motivated like you are like if you stop like it's like you, you you miss every shot that you don't take or, yep, basically. Yeah. yeah. It's essentially the same thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I knew in, when I knew you in high school, like I would have never expected you to go into coding and entrepreneurship. So Really? You yeah. thought I was like the doctor type? 
I mean, yeah, you were the doctor type because I knew I because like、uh, I knew that like your sister, she's a、uh, she wants is she in med school? Uh, she's in grad school right now. She's、um, like at Tufts learning, like、uh, health administration. Oh, right oh. now, and she plans to like apply to med school maybe after that.、Um, oh yeah, fun fact: I was rejected to Tufts University. Early decision.、Uh, that was my、oh, really? number, that was my number one college choice, and I got the I I didn't even get deferred. I got a fat rejection, but yeah, it's okay. I mean. Man, Jonathan's doing his college like stuff right now,、mm-hmm. and it's like it's taken me back, but it's also made me realize how bad of a job I did on mine. Because <laughs> like he's like class rank two, right? And、mm-hmm. him and all his friends are like tryharding their essays and stuff, and like really thinking about it. And like, man, like they did such a good job on their essays, and I was just like, holy crap! Like I really just didn't do well on those. Which probably hurt my、uh, application to like all of the schools that I didn't get into, like for sure. Yeah. Like I'm not saying like oh if I wrote better essays like I for sure would have gone into a different school or like a better one, but like it, it probably like might it could have happened. Like I definitely fucked up like a little bit, you know. Yeah, but Joe is like the the pride of our our Gook Squad. Really. You know. What, what, in what sense? In the sense that he has the chance. To go to an Ivy League school, you know something that. Oh, Jonathan, that, you mean? Yeah, something that none of us could accomplish. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, yeah, for sure. He's he the、is. role model for all Asian kids growing up in、uh, like Asian American households. You know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, hopefully he does get into one. Like he probably will. Like he definitely will get into like at least Cornell, but it's just like it's hard to say. Like if he'll get into one of the good ones, because it's like circling back to what you said like earlier, right? Every kid wants to go to Harvard and all that. Yeah. Um. Like straight up though, like that's so hard because for our school, like Saratoga Springs High School, like people only get into Harvard like every other year or like every few years, except for like the exception being, like based on just purely academics and stuff like that. Yeah, purely like, academics, but, I only know of one kid, and that was last year. So it's it's pretty. The chances aren't good for this year, I guess, if you、yeah. put it that way. And it's like not even, like, it has nothing to do with whether you're smart or not. Like it's a chance game on top of it、yeah. too. It's like everyone who's applying, or most people, like they're all smart. So it's not about if you're. If you're smart enough, it's about how do you stand out and what do they want, and we don't really know what they want. Yeah, and it changes from year to year too, like because they they have certain things that they're looking for,、um, like certain years. Like say they decide one year that they want like more diversity on their campus, then like they'll like select people differently based on that and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's like it's just a crapshoot kind of. Yeah. But, Like Jonathan will definitely get into something good. Hopefully,、uh, it's just a matter of like which one. Which yeah, it's, just, <laughs> it's a matter of which one. Did he apply to Boston College? Yeah, he did, but that's like his safety school. <laughs> but I, I really doubt he like won't get into anything better. So like, he's probably not going there. But I mean, that's for the better. Yeah. Like I want him to get into a better school than I am. I'm rooting for him to. I'm like I'm rooting for him to like. I know he won't apply to Vassar, but. You know, I I I never <laughs> expect I wouldn't expect him to apply to Vassar. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy though, cause like I'm trying to think. Like I think 
for my year, like, I ended up in the sixth best school. Really? Yeah, because, like, the only kids that were better were, like, Dartmouth, Brown, Stanford, University of uh, Virginia. So that's four. And then what was the fifth one? I can't remember, but it's just, like, one other. Oh, maybe Notre Dame, was it? I'm not sure. Oh, it might have been. Basically just those. And it's, like, such, like, it's so hard to get in. Even, like, a lot of the top ten kids didn't really go to, like, like, super good schools and stuff. Yeah. I'm... So it's kind of crazy. Like, but there's some schools, like, I know, um, like, I have a friend from school who's, uh, like, really wealthy, and he went to a boarding school. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what boarding school is, right? Yeah. Like, essentially, it's just, like, rich people send their kids to boarding school, and it's, like, they're elite like college prep schools or maybe they're called prep schools but it's like you know they they get sent off and they're basically in college but in high school mm-hmm. and like for them they're because like they're kind of on the in with like all the harvard like all the ivy league schools they basically have um like really really high acceptance rates to all the ivy league schools like, they're like theater 70 percent of huh like theater schools yeah yeah yeah, yeah. exactly like um his school that he went to was one of the top like prep schools and like their class had like a 70 or 80% acceptance rate to Ivy league schools. Oh, wow. So basically if you show up to one of those schools and like you're in the top 70%, then like you get into an Ivy league school, like for free. Well, yeah. not for free. Cause their parents paid for it, but like, you know what I mean? But they have like, a you higher don't even chance have to work super hard. Yeah. yeah. Like they have a lot higher chance. Yeah. I mean, and like, yeah. I think my my year, I mean, most of my friends uh, go to, I think, a better school than me, but it's, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. And also, too, um, like, it really doesn't mean a whole lot. Like, it, it means what, like, you make it mean, yeah. kind of. Because essentially, like, think about it this way, right? Like, who's going to be, like, more successful? Like, a kid from Harvard with, well, this is, like, not even to knock, like, liberal arts degrees, but, like, if you're talking, like, in terms of, like, success being salary or, like, how much money you make, mm-hmm. like, if you go to Harvard or, like, another really good school and get, like, some sort of liberal arts major, like, you'll likely find a job in your field, whereas, like, most people or, like, a lot of people in schools that are worse, like, will have a harder time finding a job in that field, mm-hmm. but, like you're still not going to be making, like, a whole lot of money, right? Relative to, like, a STEM major at, like, a worse school, so... Yeah, so if you want to get a liberal arts degree and follow your dreams, apply to Vassar College. <laughs> <laughs> That's the school yeah. that I go to, so, you know. And if you see me there, you can say hi to me for the next couple of years. I feel like there like people give liberal arts majors too much shit though. Like I feel like there's definitely merit to like being in the liberal arts cuz it's somewhat of a necessary thing and like if everyone just did STEM stuff, like the no. world wouldn't be the way that it is. Here's what I mean? here's what I think. I think I've been thinking about this. It's like STEM STEM majors, they learn like how to do the job in the future while they're in school and liberal arts majors learn how to learn to do the job that they will get while they're in school if that makes sense 
Well, I don't know anything about liberal arts, so you're gonna have to explain that, like the second part to me. Like, I get, I get what you're saying with like the STEM majors, yeah. Like, cause your your schooling basically directly prepares you almost for, yeah, like a job that you're gonna get. But with liberal arts, I, I mean, from my experience, I think a lot of it is like they're trying to teach you to think differently from what's been given to you. So like. I so there's yeah, yeah, you're okay. not learning any I'm you're not learning as many hard skills but you're learning a lot of soft skills and just they're trying to make you to think a little differently which I mean I don't know I'm a psych, I'm a psychology major so like at Vassar it's tech it's counted as a science major mm-hmm. but at other schools it's counted as a social science so it's it's little it's like uh it's a little uh so like a in the limbo sort of but mm. that's what i think i think liberal arts agrees they try to get you to think differently from the norm but uh, i actually i feel that it's kind of ironic because like i actually do enjoy those like the liberal arts classes more mm-hmm. than the like science classes because they get you thinking in a way that like isn't like because i feel like um in your stem classes things are super linear like you're not like thinking about anything like super abstract yeah right like because the answer is the answer for the most part like in math like if you're solving an equation like there's an answer for it right Mm -hmm. if you're doing like a chem problem like there's a there's a correct answer that they're expecting you to come to and like you're using like the methods that they taught you in like a very linear fashion to kind of like come to those answers whereas like the liberal arts classes are kind of more open-ended and like get you thinking in like uh, a more like multi-dimensional way i guess yeah it's 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 more about can you defend your answer rather than what answer did you get but like it yeah. has it has its downsides i guess in that like if if like i know for me like if i talk about something personal in a class like i know like the professor it would be awkward for them to like critique what i'm saying so they would have to focus like their critiques on how I presented my idea, because like mm-hmm. they have because there's always that line that they have to be that you have to be aware of like that that like you have to be aware of how vulnerable you are going to be or like what you're going to share because like those are like your opinions and your ideas that you have to be able to defend, and the other person like they have to be careful around what they say because it's more personal than like the answer that you would get in a math classroom i guess yeah because if you're wrong you're just wrong and then yeah. you just say oh you're wrong and you're like oh shit i am wrong <laughs> like my bad yeah yeah and um have you have you watched any anime recently i know you like a you like you've been you've been recently getting into anime i mean recently is like a loose term like recently as in the past like um like basically what like last summer right so six months ago Mm -hmm. yeah something like that so that's like relatively recent what's Um, the first show you watched well okay i've watched anime since high school technically right Mm -hmm. so i watched dragon balls that was like uh my the show that i watched in high school Mm -hmm. and then i also watched evangelion because henry like liked it and um apparently it's like one of the classics like an old classic in um like the anime community mm-hmm. so i watched that but those are the only two i watched in high school 
So I really just wasn't into it that much. And um, when I went to college, my roommate um, is like a big anime fan. So he forced me to watch anime, like literally forced me. Because I, I, you know how there's like a stigma against anime, right? Yeah, especially like, if you're like... Asian. Like, I, 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 I didn't want to go watch anime because of the stigma that like, oh, you're that Asian that watches anime. So yeah, exactly. That steered me mm-hmm. away from anime in high school. Yep, like it's kind of cringe, and like people are like, "Oh, that like Japanese stuff, man." Like yeah. you like listening to that or like watching that stuff. So I like not, you know, that kind of did keep me from like getting super into it because like, I mean, weebs in general are like generally considered cringe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. So I was just like, yeah, I don't like want to be associated with that, and it's I mean it's kind of a lame excuse, I guess, or, like, a lame reason looking back on it, but it's, like, if you had the, like, choice of watching, like, something normal or, like, anime, like, at the time, i definitely choose something more mainstream or normal, right? Because, like, there's no downside to it, and you don't know which one you'd enjoy more. Yeah, right? and, and like, that that's the same reason that, like, in high school, especially, like, I avoided K-pop or Korean stuff, like, at all costs. Yeah, I did too until like my girlfriend made me like listen to it, like made me. Mm-hmm. Like this is what I'm saying. Like basically everyone that like made me into like a K pop fan slash like anime fan like forced me into it and then made I you. realized that it was really good. Made yeah. you in quotes. Made me. Yeah, like know? straight up made me. Mm-hmm. Like for real. Cause he, he uh like put it on the T V and like forced me to watch it with him. And, like, be really adamant about it. But I was, so I was, like, sure, like, I guess if I'm not doing anything else, like, I'll be nice and, like, watch him. Because clearly this is important to him. So he made me watch, um, like, My Hero Academia and One Punch Man. Mm-hmm. So, like, I started off with, like, the really basic stuff, right? And it wasn't until, like, six months ago when I, like, over the summer, I also watched, like, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And then I started, like, uh, dabbling in... Uh, like different genres of anime because for the viewers who don't watch anime like I'll explain kind of how like uh, anime is in a sense so basically on TV in America you have like Naruto like Dragon Balls and like they're called shonen anime because they're um, like from this magazine called Shonen Jump and, like, those animes, like, are, like, the really popular ones are, like, battle animes, like, um, adventure ones where, you know, the person has, like, superpowers and stuff and they fight bad guys. So that's just, like, one, like, small genre. Well, not small, but, like, it's just one genre in the whole anime, like, uh, medium, like, art form. And then there's also, like, romance anime, like, sports anime, mm-hmm. like, this and that, right? So, I only basically, like, most people that watch anime, like, casually only watch, like, the shonen like, action-adventure anime. Mm-hmm. But I started, like, getting into the, um, and this is why, like, and this is also where, like, being a weeb, like, gets cringe because it's, like, you're watching, like, the, um, like, the romance anime and stuff like that. And, like, a lot of it has, like, the fan service and all that stuff, and it's just, like, kind of cringe, and <laughs> people, like, choose, like, their waifus and stuff like that, and they, like, fall in love with, like, these these anime girls and stuff, and, like, buy body pillows of them and stuff like that. So, I, like, I started watching, like, some less... Uh, mainstream. Like, like less yeah, mainstream. But still, they're, they're still, like, 
in the anime community, like they're mainstream at least. Like if you're into anime, like you'd you'd have heard of like basically all the anime that I've watched because mm-hmm. I only watch like the like more popular ones. But um, like if you don't watch anime, like you wouldn't have heard of it. But like say like most people that haven't watched anime like know what Dragon Balls is or they know what Naruto is, right? But mm-hmm. they wouldn't know like the um a lot of the other ones that I've seen. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think. I think one of the good, like, one of the good, the benefits of going to college is, like, you you meet a lot more people that will introduce you to that kind of stuff, and it's less stigmatized. I, I think people care less about what other people think of, like, their hobbies, which allows yeah, you to, like, pursue sure. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because everyone just kind of, I don't know, because there's no such thing as, like, being popular and shit in college. Yeah, there really like, isn't. I literally, like, I don't even remember, like, the name of, like, our class president. Or, like, yeah, like, I don't know, like, who's a big shot on campus, you know? Yeah. Like, it's too hard to, like, be a big shot because, like, nobody cares, low-key. <laughs> Everyone's like, just focused on their life that, like, yeah, it's, like, you really don't, you can't focus on other people's drama as much. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely, like like popular people like within certain spheres mm-hmm. like you know there's like the asian like uh like clubs like in groups like on campus and like the people that are like the presidents and like on the e-boards of those clubs are like generally like well known by like the other asian kids on campus but even then like a lot of them like don't even know who the president of like certain clubs are and stuff like that it's more if like you go out like to the parties and stuff like you'd know who they are and stuff and like you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's just hard to be, like, overall, like, well-known on campus, though. Like, everybody knows you. Yeah. I get that. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, have you stopped, like, following K-pop? Like, kind of. Um, But not, like, that much. Let me see. Like, you still listen to it, right? Um, I no? actually, I, I got into Korean music, like, one... Like when a first semester of college, because I felt like I had been like too whitewashed in high school, <laughs> yeah. so like I wanted to like try to shift from that and like find more of like what it meant to be Korean. But like I never got into K-pop. I would listen to like Korean rock, Korean ballads, like older songs that my dad would have listened to, like my dad listened to. Yeah. But I I, I like I listened to some K-pop, but not not as much as like yeah. other people who are into k-pop like for me i'd say the last time like i haven't a lot of the new new songs like the ones that came out within the last like one or two months like i haven't like listened to yet and like i also like haven't um been as uh like on top of like who's releasing what and stuff mm-hmm. like these past couple months just because like um I've been busy and stuff with uh, school, and, like, I kind of chose anime over K-pop, like, as of recently, right? Mm-hmm. So, I just, like, I've been listening to anime, like, uh, like, original soundtrack music and, like, stuff like that, so... Some of it's pretty good, like, I know, I remember Naruto had, like, rock, like, as its, like, soundtrack, and it would change every couple of episodes, and uh-huh. it kind of slapped... Yeah, exactly. So that's like what I've been listening to. But I'm like, I still like K-pop though. Like I'll probably get back into it. Um, like I just need to like uh, 
get back into it, I guess. <laughs> like, I, I plan on, like, listening. I've just been procrastinating on it, like, weirdly enough. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, I usually um, figure out, like, the new songs based on, like, the K- uh, K-pop Daybok list on uh, Spotify. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, 15 songs that I haven't listened to yet. Um, and, like, I planned on doing it, like, last night. Mm-hmm. And, like, the night before, too, just to, like, get through the songs and, like, listen to all the new ones. But I just haven't gotten around to it. But, like, I definitely plan on it. Because, like, last year, for, like, my Spotify wrapped, like, um, K-pop was my most listened to genre. So it's definitely something I still, like, heavily enjoy. Oh, dang. I yeah. mean, I use Apple Music, but what's funny is my most listened to artist was uh yen lee who is my guitar she's my guitar professor really and like i started listening to her because uh over the like over the summer i like contacted her like if i could take lessons because i want to learn guitar and she she plays classical so like i i like i like googled her like i wanted to see what kind of music like she made and then like her music kind of slapped like it was (laughs) like her album that she put up was like 70s hits and like she like made covers for all of them and like some of the songs were like really good so i just i just kept on listening to it on repeat and then she was like (laughs) she was my most listened to artist of 2020 did you tell her no that's i feel like that's a little too weird to like tell your no, professor i feel like that would that would be so flattering for her to know that like i feel like she'd be so happy to know that really like it'd probably like make her feel really happy and like encourage her to like do more stuff in the future like uh keep going and stuff i think i think uh she's coming out with like a new album like she she told me that like she was working on uh she you know the song moon river yeah like uh so so i was i was playing the song because she gave me some sheet music for it and she told me to she told me that she was playing it a certain way for like her upcoming album so like i know she has an album coming out i just know when i just don't know when but you know i'm a i'm a supporter you got to be a fan of your professor if like if and she's also korean which is also really cool so we've been playing korean music during our lessons but Oh, that's cute. Yeah. You should definitely tell her, though, like, small artists like that sort of stuff. Like, they need to hear that. I'll, I'll like, think they of, need a little appreciation. I'll think about it, but if she's listening, if she ever listens to this podcast, she'll know. Damn, do you think she'll really listen to it, though? Maybe not. Like, are you, who are you advertising <laughs> this to? So, like, how are you trying to get the word out? So, I haven't advertised anything yet. I'm, I'm waiting, I'm gonna wait until, like, one more ep- episode, and then, like, I'm gonna put it on my Instagram story. I'm gonna. I downloaded TikTok so I could advertise on there because I watched. Actually, the reason I started this podcast was first Henry wouldn't have me on his show, so I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna make my own. And then I started like, and then uh, but the final nail in the like nail in the coffin that made me want to start was I watched uh Gary Gary Vaynerchuk. You know who he is? Yeah, Gary V. Gary V. Like. I saw like a short uh short Instagram clip where he was like, "You have to advertise on TikTok." And it's like if you're not doing that, I don't know what you're doing with your life, sort of thing. And I'm no, like, "That's totally true." So I'm like, so then I'm like, okay, let me let me start this podcast, and then once I start advertising, I'm gonna start advertising on TikTok, 
and like I haven't I haven't opened the app yet because I know it's a little addicting. But once yeah, I start, yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Once I start, sure, that's a good idea though. Yeah. It is hella addicting though, because I sometimes like I'll be like, oh, I'm gonna just look at it for like two minutes before I go to bed, <laughs> and then like literally three hours pass, and I'm like, fuck, like that's so bad. And but like yeah. And my Instagram, like my Instagram, like my Instagram, like you know how there's the explore page, like mm-hmm. half of it's TikTok, like some of it's tick, like half of it's TikTok, some of it is MMA, and the other part of it is like K-pop news, and I'm like I don't like I have too many too many TikToks and too many K-pop things in my feed. <laughs> so not enough MMA stuff though. I mean, wait. So you watch MMA, right? I I watch the UFC. I follow the UFC. Yeah, same. Yeah, cause I'm like pretty hyped for the uh, upcoming fight. What about you? Uh, me too. Actually, that whole card, I'm just excited about. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I want Dustin. You think he's gonna win? I you think... want Dustin to starch him. I want Dustin because he seems like a good person. And, uh, so I got into MMA because you know the Korean Zombie. Yeah, he lost his last fight though. Yeah, peace. that was like I, so. Like, well, Korean Zombie was like Dustin is like a really good person. So I'm like, so like that means like I I like him too, you know. But mm-hmm. the Korean Zombie's last fight, like it was like Saturday, like all my like my friends were doing other stuff, but I'm like I'm staying in and I'm gonna watch this fight. I don't care if like if no one wants to watch it with me. Uh-huh. And it was. Like, during the entire fight, because, like, it it wasn't that, like, he got dominated for a decent yeah. amount of the fight. I mean, he didn't get finished, though. Yeah, like, my heart was pounding so hard leading up to it, and, like, during the actual fight, I was, st- I was, like, on my feet, just nervous, and, mm-hmm. like, and, like, at the end, I'm, like, just, like, just one punch, like, it, it only takes one punch to, like, yeah. to change the fight, and, like, Throughout the entire fight, like after, especially after he got knocked down, like I'm like yep. just just one punch is all it takes. Like I was just like beg, I was like begging for that one punch, but it just never came. And then that was a very sad moment for me. Mm-hmm. Did you see the um Tony Ferguson Justin Gaethje fight? I did. That's kind of how I felt the whole time too, because like I'm a Tony fan, like a big Tony fan, mm-hmm. and he was just getting his ass like clapped like the whole time. Just, like, getting out-traded, like, getting his ass beat, basically. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I just want him to just, like, do something, you know? Like, just, <laughs> like a couple, like, nice shots and, like, it could be over. Like, how- he just has to get Justin real good a couple yeah. times. And I- it's just, like, never came. How about the Oliveira fight? Like, I bet that fight was even... Like, that fight was worse. Like, I felt... Like, I wanted Tony to win that fight. But, like... Yeah. It was... It's it, rough because he's like coming off like that huge like win streak, and then he gets a loss, and then he gets another loss. It's just like oof. Yeah, like I felt like I, I wasn't, I didn't, really, I wasn't a fan Tony fan when he fought Justin Gaethje, but when he fought Charles Charles Oliveira, like I was a, I was a Tony fan, like I was rooting for him, but it just, it, I just felt bad. Like I was like, but like he was getting dominated like everywhere, so like, like. Mm. That was that was a rough yeah, fight. Yeah, he got destroyed, and it sucks too because like he was the interim champion at some point, and then he was also like next in line to fight Khabib for the title. Mm-hmm. So like he just 
he lost his title shot and then like now he's not even in title contention yeah. anymore like mm-hmm. basically like uh justin and connor and then like gaichi and like whoever he fights are like kind of the ones that are like in the running for like the next title shot yeah and that's if khabib comes back but like we don't know if he is or not there's so many people because there's there's dustin there's dustin and connor who are fighting and then chandler and hooker who are also fighting as the co-main event of that that card and there's justin gaichi who just came off the fight against khabib and then there's charles Oliveira now that now that he beat like tony ferguson and like tony, a, yeah like he's in the fray yeah so and then there's so many people and there's only one champion and so you don't know what's gonna happen so it's pretty it's that that division is very stacked i wouldn't want to fight in that division yeah it's crazy there's so much talent in that division and like connor coming back shakes things up like quite a bit so too because he's looking like really good and it's connor yeah i'm a big connor fan like i actually really like connor mcgregor really but like it's kind of like a basic opinion i guess but like i still like him because he's like his story is just so like compelling and like i don't know like he literally came up from nothing and then like became like a two-division champ you know yeah like it's just wild i'm i'm a i'm a korean zombie and i like to because i like i have a thing where i really like how like the winners who dominate like I was a, I wanted LeBron to make like I I I didn't care if LeBron won the finals, but I wanted him to make the finals because he had that like streak of like eight years or something. Mm-hmm. Like so, like oh, you I just don't want players to break their streaks. Yeah, because I it feels it feels bad. Like like there's something about certainty. Like you know what's gonna happen that like gives me like it like relaxes me. I don't know. How, yeah. I don't know how else to put it that way. But I don't know how else to put it. But sort of like that. Uh, I kind of feel that too, and that's like why I wanted Tony to win too, you yeah. know, because he was on the fight streak. He had like a seventeen win streak or something, right? Yeah. Or was it seven? It was seven. It was I no, it was twelve. It was twelve. Twelve, yeah. Twelve okay. game. I knew it was like a, it had it was like a two digit number, but mm-hmm. I was like seventeen is too high. <laughs> yeah, it was twelve. He yeah. t- it, now Khabib's is thirteen though, right? Because he beat Justin. Um, Khabib is twenty nine, but like I don't in the UFC he didn't fight. UFC is twelve, right? I don't. I don't know if he fought. 12. I don't know about UFC, but I know he's 29 and 0. But, Let me see. Well, I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. but to be honest, I think if I if I started training MMA when I was young, I think I could be like a professional fighter. That's what I like. I wish that I trained fighting, but like more when I was younger, because it's something that seems really fun to me yeah like doing mma which which martial art would you if you could only train one which one would you train man that's like a hard question because like they're all kind of booty on their own i no like for me it's (laughs) jujitsu no (laughs) really no because think about it like i'm a i'm a pretty like i'm pretty skinny if like i i don't weigh that much and jujitsu uh-huh. is like that one martial art where like weight doesn't matter as much. It's more about technique. Like if you are if you are better at jujitsu, it doesn't matter how big or strong your opponent is. If they're worse than you, then you can beat them. I mean, yeah, to an extent. I mean, like weight still does play a factor. Like they still have weight classes in like 
BJJ tournaments and stuff like that. Like, it still kind of matters. I mean, it matters, but, like, if you guys, if you have the same skill level, and then the, your opponent is stronger, then they'll have the advantage. But if you're more technical, yeah. then you will have the advantage. I mean, like, that goes for striking, too, though. No, but, like, striking, if you get hit with one punch, like, you could go out, so. Yeah, yeah, okay, so what you're saying is, like, there's, like, a less of a, um... Or, or size plays less of a bearing yeah. than in striking. And also, yeah. like, and also, uh, like, a pers- person who is trained in jiu-jitsu will never lose in a grappling match against someone who never grappled in their life. While in, like, like let's let's say in a street fight, like, if you get, like, even if you trained in boxing, like, you, if you get hit by a lucky punch, like, you could still go out. And like, mm. and then you can't really do anything about a lucky punch, but like, you can't get lucky in grappling. Like, you have to know what you're doing. Yeah, no, that's for sure. But like, with a, like, I guess that's true too. Because, say you only know striking and like you don't know any takedown defense. Like you're a boxer and you get taken down. Like it's basically over for you. Yeah. Like in a street fight, like against someone that knows like uh, jujitsu. So, I mean, that's a fair. That's a fair choice. I think Joe Rogan actually chose the same thing, like, for the same reasons. Like, on one of his podcasts, like, someone asked him the same question, and he said jiu-jitsu, so... Like, yeah. I respect that opinion. Yeah. I'd still say striking, though, just from, like, a, um... Because also, like, when the hell are you even going to fight anyone? Like, most people go their whole life, like, without fighting anyone. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, even if they did, like, striking, for the most part, sufficient. Because, like... Say I, like, was dirty, like, absolutely filthy at striking, mm-hmm. and, like, um, like you're just a schmuck. Like, I'm still going to start you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, um, but I feel like striking is just more fun. Like, boxing. Um, I-, I feel like it is, too. Like, I feel like... Kickboxing, something like that. Actually, recently, I've been, I've been stretching a lot, because, like, I can't kick because i can't like my i'm very like not i'm not flexible so i've been stretching way yeah so i've been stretching for like the past month so that i could like head kick Uh uh-huh and like it i can get it up to like shoulder shoulder height but like i can't get it up there yet because i'm still not flexible enough but like i'm Uh i'm doing stretches every day like trying to like trying to do a split hopefully i can do a split in like the next year so i I can like kick so not so I can perform a head kick. I'm not gonna kick someone in the head, but I just want to yeah. know that I I just want to like accomplish that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started stretching over the summer actually, like really? for the same reasons almost. Well, also so that I could squat, because like before I couldn't hit depth on a squat because like I was just way too inflexible. Mm-hmm. So like I I started stretching and like. Now I can hit depth with, like, squat shoes on, but, like, I still have a ways to go because I'm, like, really that inflexible. Like, I was that inflexible before I started stretching. Dang. So, like, it's been six months, and I'm, like, still not that flexible, but I'm, like, a lot, a lot more flexible than I used to be. So, yeah, you're in it for, like, a long time, my guy. Like, it's going to take forever, but... Yeah. Like, it's good that you said a year because I was going to say, like, yeah, if you said, like, oh, hopefully I could do a split in, like, a couple months, like, I'd be, like... Bro, that's just not happening. Yeah, but no. Like at least you're realistic with the timeline. No, because I've been stretching for a month, and it's like the progress is very slim. Yep. So yeah, you know, I, I stretching also isn't like working out either. Like it's not fun. Yeah, it's kind of hurts. Mm-hmm. And it's boring. It's just like you're <laughs> sitting there, like putting yourself through pain. So I mean, like 
the fact that you stuck with it for like a month is pretty good. No, I just watched I just watched something on my laptop while I'm stretching. Yeah, pass the time. That's yeah. what I do too. Like I'm, I I uh, watch something or yeah, like play on my phone. But yeah, yeah, it's interesting though. And like, how long have you been working out? Uh, since like high school. It's weird though, cause people expect you to be like some sort of Hulk or some shit. Like if you work out, mm-hmm. like if you, especially if you've done it for a long time, like they expect you to look like some sort of fitness model. But it's just like not the case. <laughs> in, at least in my case, like I look really good, but like it's uh, it's well for one, it's dependent on like your genetics, right? Like mm-hmm. how big you can get. Is like the analogy that I like to make, or like this is just the way it works, right? Like, let's just take height for example. Like you're born with. Um, like your height basically like 80% of your height is determined by your genetics right yeah. like even if you're like malnourished and stuff like you'll still be tall if you're meant to be tall just like not as tall as you were meant to be mm-hmm. but like only some people have the genetics to be like 6'4 whereas yeah. like some people only have the genetics to be like 5'6 it's like kind of the same thing or like say intelligence right like you could be like of average intelligence and study your ass off and like the kid who like has a really high IQ who didn't study at all, like still outperforms you on the test. It's like the same thing with uh, like working out and stuff. Hmm. So it's like the people that you see on social media and stuff like that are like genetic elites who ah. like are hyper responders to training and like, they look like insane. And then like you tell people like, yo, you know, like I work out a little bit, like I work out and then they expect you to like, look like that within like a year or two. It's just like, nah, like that, that's not how it works. Yeah. But, th- that's why jujitsu, you know, you don't have to be big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I tried to go in. I tried to get into lifting, but like I have a, I have. I don't. This might sound like an excuse, but I have a very fast metabolism, so I mm. haven't gained weight in a very long time. Like, and I'm eating a lot. Like, I just can't gain like any any fat at first, and like I also can't gain any muscle. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what I have to say about that is, like, kind of long-winded, but, I mean, I guess that's kind of the point of me being here, right? Yeah. So, like, spew some stuff, but, like, essentially people that, like, feel like they have a hard time gaining weight, like, most of the time they don't actually have a fast metabolism because, like, people's metabolisms, like, whether it's fast or slow, is usually, like, a give or take of 200 calories. Right. Like, so, for example, say, like, the average person my size, like, has a maintenance of like 2000 calories mm-hmm. like me having like a fast metabolism like a top 10 percent metabolism is like a 200 calorie difference from that so like i'd be able to eat 2200 so it's not like um like you're shredding through like all these calories every day like you think you are it's just like you when you eat and you try to eat a lot like okay so there's a reason why you weigh how much you weigh right yeah it's because you like eating this like the amount of food that like it takes for you to weigh that much like you like say that's why people who want to gain weight or lose weight like struggle to do either is because like your body has like hormones that regulate your hunger and then like your choice of food like on your day-to-day basis like kind of determines your body composition so like if you eat like a relatively healthy diet and have like relatively level like normal levels of like hunger and stuff like you're going to like, if you don't explicitly track your calories, like, 
you know exactly how many calories you're eating every day mm-hmm. and you know for sure that you're in a surplus like your body's gonna unconsciously like revert to baseline because that's where you want to be right so unless like you track your calories like you don't really know if you're going to be gaining weight or not i mean like that's probably yeah. why you struggle i don't track my calories but like i've always struggled with gaining weight and like i like my dad told me recently like he was the same and like how he almost couldn't like because if you're if you're a male in korea like man, like mandatory you have mandatory military service uh-huh. and he almost didn't make the weight to be able to serve because he was too skinny so uh-huh. like he ate for like he ate for like a while just so like he could make that weight and he was yeah. he was around my weight uh he was a little skinnier than i am right now until he was like mid-20s and then he gained like 10 pounds ish and then he stayed that weight until like or like early 40s when he gained another 10 pounds and like he's where he is right now so like so like so it sounds like you have the genetics for like the genetic propensity to like want to be thin yeah and but my brother is like my brother like he weighs more than i do Mm. and you know he lifts so but like yeah but like recently i've been i've been eating the most in the house and then I'm still I'm still not gaining any weight, which kind of sucks. But you know, I guess I can just eat what like with this mindset. Like if even if it's even if it might not be true, like I can just eat. I can pretend that, like I can eat whatever I want until like at least yeah. my mid twenties, and like not if I don't gain weight, then that's like good for me, I guess. Mm-hmm. And also this too, like when it comes to lifting, like uh, people kind of overestimate how much muscle like you can actually build, mm-hmm. especially like for an average person that has like average genetics. Like, for example, like if you Google online right now, like how much muscle you can gain in your first year of lifting, uh, it, it'll probably say something like 15 or like 15 to 20, mm-hmm. which is just like absolute cap. Like you don't actually put on that much like tissue in one year. Because for people that, like, listen to this and don't believe that that's true and, like, oh, like, you're probably just salty, like, you couldn't do it or, like, something like that. <laughs> like, if you take the low-end estimate of, like, each thing, like, especially if you don't work out, right? Like, if you take the low-end estimate of each year and then add it, like, uh, like compounded and then find, like, someone who competes in bodybuilding in men's physique... Mm-hmm. and like compare that so say for example let's take me right or like you we're like wait you're like five six five seven like around 135 140 oh or like I, 130 i'm i'm around i'm usually around 130 my my highest was which was uh when i got back from school after my freshman year was 137 but i dropped but like when i but like right now last time i measured i was 120 i I went from 130 to 125 when i was eating the most in my house at home Mm -hmm. but like yeah like i'm usually around 30 yeah yeah so let's just say like you're 130 right five seven yeah and then you put on 15 pounds of muscle your first year like 10 pounds the next and then like seven the next what is that what's the math on let me whip out the calculator 15 plus that's like 23 22 15 plus 10 plus 7 32 that's 47 isn't it 15 oh, plus 10 plus 7 no nah, it's 32 yeah 32 and then like the year after that like say five like the basically following the chart like say you put on like 40 pounds of muscle in like five years that's or, like, not possible years. for like someone my like with my body 
Yeah, essentially, like, if you take the smallest class of bodybuilders, which is men's physique, and mm-hmm. then you find someone who's 5'7", like, you won't find, like, a 5'7 guy that, like, weighs, like, well, like, you can, honestly, but, like, basically, those guys are on PEDs, too. Like, they're on steroids. Like, the average guy so like, can't gain that much muscle. And they're, and they're, okay, so on top of them also being on steroids, they're also genetic elites. Like, that's why they're competing in men's physique. Mm-hmm. So they're not only on steroids, but, like, they're also genetic elites. So, like, you're just not going to actually be able to compete with that unless, like, you're, like, an absolute, like, phenom. Because there are, there's definitely, like, some people that, like, can be that big naturally, like, a men's physique competitor naturally, because those are, like, the guys that go on to become, like, open-class bodybuilders, like, that are, like, 300-plus pounds, like, on the off-season, like, walking on stage, like, high 200s, low 300s, like, absolutely, like, peeled, like, no fat on them, like, 4% body fat. Yeah, but, like, I I don't think most people want to be like that. Like, oh yeah, no, for sure. Like yeah, I think sure my no. my goal weight is like if I'm like one forty, one forty five, I'll be perfectly fine being that way. Like a gain, like a mixture of like a gain in muscle and fat, like I'll be perfectly happy as one forty five. Yeah, I mean that's that's good then, because I mean honestly though maybe not, because straight up though, like when I started working out, I thought like the same thing, kind of like I was like, oh, if I reach like this like number of like on the scale and like uh or like i'm this strong then i like be happy with it and then you're just like never happy with it like it's like the curse of working out it's once you start working out like you always just expect more or like you want to do better no but my thing is the reason i would think about like if i trained in mma like right now i could i if i cut weight like before the fight like i would be able to make the 125 Oh yeah, for sure you would. Yeah, so like yeah. I and like I'm pretty sure I could. I I mean I I probably can't compete with like the world class athletes, but like most people, I'll be able to take, especially if I trained in MMA at like 125. Because like, yeah, like I don't yeah, I don't look like I weigh 125, possible. or like I don't yeah. I don't look like I weigh 130. So. I mean that's good then. Like I mean that's like the way I think too. Like, yeah. Kind of like I'm like oh like you know because I'm like relatively the same weight as you. Like I, I weigh around the same and like, you know like a lot of the people that compete at one twenty five too like they weigh like one forty like one forty five like, on the off season like yeah. when they're not like training for a fight and then they'll cut down like a little bit like for like fat wise and then like they'll cut water yeah to make weight so it's like. You know, like you don't, you're not even competing against 125 pound guys in that weight class. Like, I feel like no one in that weight class is actually like a true like 125er. I mean, there's some people, but like most people wouldn't be like one. Like there will be some people that wouldn't cut that much weight. Like some people, well, like, yeah, if they like, don't want to cut weight at all, they're like, I'd rather fight at my natural weight because cutting weight kind of sucks. Yeah, it's just like rare that. Like a guy would weigh one twenty five though. Yeah. But yeah, like, cause I mean, for the other weight classes, it's more plausible. Like Israel Adesanya, like he barely cuts weight to like make middleweight. Yeah. Or is he middleweight? He he is moving up to to contend. He he's moving up to fight the light heavyweight, uh, for the light heavyweight title. But he was the middleweight champion. Yeah, yeah, he is. He still is. Yeah. yeah. I just forgot if he was. 
I was getting my uh, weight classes mixed up for a sec. Because it goes welterweight and then middleweight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah. But, but, but like, yeah, so that's why I, I think that's a, that's a, that's part of the reason I got into MMA. Like, because to think like, since everything is divided up into weight classes, like, it's about what you can do with what you've been, what, like, what you, well, it's about what you can do, not about, like, what you've been given per se i mean there's some of what you've been given genetically but it's more of what you can do with what you've been given mm-hmm, yeah like it's more skill-based yeah yeah for sure wait because like i'm pretty sure like in sprinting and stuff like that they don't have like weight classes right it's just like no i think wrestling like olympic sports yeah wrestling has weight classes but like i feel like combat sports is like one of the only sports that has weight classes yeah because it's like, say for example, like volleyball, like they don't have like a, a class for like, oh, like you're under five six, so like we'll have like a separate league for like you short people and stuff like that. I I think like if if you like have to like if like judo and like all those like basically martial arts most of them, yeah, have like weight classes because it wouldn't be fair, and you could you could physically like hurt you could like hurt the other person. Like a lot more than they can take, especially if you don't do um, weight classes. Yeah, that's probably why they have weight classes. It's not just from like a competitive standpoint. It's just like from a safety standpoint. Yeah, because if you took the heavyweight champion and put them against the one thirty five pounder, like it doesn't like or take any heavyweight and put them up against like the champion of like let's say the featherweight division one forty five, like the heavyweight's gonna win. Yeah, so. <laughs> like. Almost every time. Well, basically every time. Yeah. So, I think it's it's pretty fair, but but it's only in that that's it's only in like mixed martial arts and like those things that weight classes exist. So. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I think. Wait. Wait, what are you gonna say? Nah, nothing. I was just the flyweight is one twenty five, right? And then bantamweight is one thirty five. Yeah. I think I I don't I don't really I'm not as interest I mean I'm not as int- even though like that that would be my weight like that would be my weight class like I focus from like featherweight I I focus on the featherweights because of uh, the Korean zombie and then the lightweights because it's a pack division yeah and then like just I kind of enjoy those two those yeah. divisions because the um the lighter weight divisions have more like technical skill for the most part yeah because it's like as you get heavier like you're slower and stuff and yeah like one punch like kind of uh like ends a fight yeah like the higher up you go and like there's there's certain matches that like last a long time and like are really interesting but like the lower weight classes like they're more athletic and they have like more options and like it's just like more fun for me to watch honestly it's it's like like, the fights are more interesting yeah it's technical it's more technical and it's more technically driven like i think mm-hmm. francis and francis and ganu is like going to he's the he's the number one contender at heavyweight right now and mm-hmm. if you see him fight like he's scary but like if you Yo, see his the... last fight he literally just swung his arms at the other dude I like that was like, like literally it was crazy it was so funny to watch like if he swung that arm like i would literally fly like 10 feet if, yeah, like, if i I'd got have, hit by like, that cracked my skull and like fucking died yeah. straight up 
But, like, I wouldn't say he's the best, like, technical fighter. Yeah. But, for sure not. But like, he has that one, one like, one piece of, he's basically, like, one punch man in real life. Yeah. So. I don't know. Like, Stipe beat him before, though, right? He did. But. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I feel like that'd be a fun fight for me to watch. Because, like, I didn't see the first fight. Me too, but. Between the two of them. Because I got into MMA, like, like early this year, so. Mm-hmm. Kind of same, like. I think maybe a little bit earlier than you, but, um, like, relatively recently, mm-hmm. like, as well. Like, I'm not, like, an old-time fan, like, but I'm watching it for years and stuff. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a new fan because of the Korean zombie. You know, I got it. You have to support, especially because there aren't that many Asian figures in, like, a lot of the mainstream sports. Like, you have to, you have to, su- I ha- like, I feel like I have to support the Korean athletes, uh-huh. like, like so, uh, like so, like so, like all the Korean athletes who are at the top of their like respective fields, like yep. I, I just, I just support them, because they're usually That's nice good, people though. too. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, it's also like kind of shows the importance of having representation in like anything, right? Because yeah. like you wouldn't have been watching MMA if it wasn't for him. Yeah, and like I'm sure it's the same way for a lot of other Korean kids, and like. There's probably some little Korean kids that are like, maybe thinking about doing MMA because of him too. Yeah, and yeah. So it's like kind of cute. And representation matters, and you know we're getting we're getting more because of like BTS and K-pop, like especially Korea. Like Korea has been getting a lot more representation in Korean, like like Korean K drama, K-pop. All of yeah, that like is all becoming... Korean media is just like so, so like hype right now. Yeah, so yeah. I'm I'm feeling I'm not the biggest fan of K-pop or like I don't I didn't really know BTS until they like were super big. To be uh-huh. honest, like some yeah. of my white friends are like, "Did you do you know about BTS?" And I'm like, "No," but I'm like, and then they would tell me about BTS, and I'm like, "I don't really care," but good for you or something but yeah now now it's like they're they represent korea or south korea so you know you got to be proud of them Mm -hmm. blackpink too yeah most popular girl group i think like i think overall now right i think like not even just like most popular korean girl group yeah i think i think well korean like i know bts is like statistically like the biggest boy band group or like one of the biggest in history now and i guess like yeah. blackpink would be the same because like it just uh, it's th- they took the world by storm i think i i capped i lied because i think spice girls is still like the most like in terms of record sales like they're the um best-selling girl group of all time mm-hmm. but blackpink let's go i'm i'm a who, who's your favorite who who do you, who's your favorite member of Blackpink? My bias. Yeah, your bias. Jisoo, bro. Jisoo. Yeah. I like. I I used to be Jenny, but now it's Rose or Rose. Dude, Jenny, that's disgusting. Hey, I said literally used Jenny's to be. my least favorite member. Really? Yeah. Like I don't know. Like I just don't really like her. I'm a I'm a Rose. I'm a Rose. Is it Rosie or Rose? Rosé. Ro- I'm a Rosé Well, I mean, Rosé is, like, her nickname. Like, yeah. it's either or. Yeah, I'm a Rosé fan. Because 
I like her a lot too. Like I like all of them except for Jenny, kind of. <laughs> I just have like Jenny hate. Ah. Uh, I mean, but it's okay. Yeah, but I'm a. I know, like, I know some people don't like Big Bang because of all the drama, but. Oh yeah, with Sungri. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Big Bang fan. Like, I haven't followed any other boy band since Big Bang, and like, cause Big Bang was a part of my childhood, so like, I still support I still support them, you know. You know. Yeah, I mean, like, their whole group had so much controversy, cause like, like even with like the top thing too, like yeah. the weed stuff. Top smoked weed. And then GD also previously, like, he was offered, like, marijuana from a fan, and he, like, smoked it thinking it was a cigarette. Yeah. And all that. <laughs> the group is just so, like, uh... Wait, did anything ever happen with the Sungri stuff? Because, like, all I know is, like, he was getting in trouble for, like, like prostitution, but, like, I don't know what happened. Um, like... didn't he enlist in the military? Like, I don't know. Cause I, I don't know. I was I was always a Tezong fan. Cause like I feel like, like out of all the members, like I would I looked the most like him. Uh huh. So I'm like, and then but and also GD. Cause you know it's GD. Like, you can't not like GD. Yeah, for sure. Wait, I just googled it right. So it's like, this is like recent too. So two days ago, like Sungri got additionally indicted for inciting assault and mobilizing like gang members oh let's not talk about that that's <laughs> he's not <laughs> part of big thing i never liked him anyways you know <laughs> yeah i guess but, but like the original controversy was he was like doing illegal prostitution in like one of the clubs he owned right oh apparently like there was like my dad told me that like there was like a fight i don't know if it's true but like there was like a fight happening in the like there was like disturbances like in front of the club or like inside the club so like cops came and then like they started invest when the when they started investigating then like they then they found out that there was like illegal prostitution happening at like inside the club so uh-huh. then like he got in trouble because of that so damn but i guess he's not in jail yet yet you know who knows what can happen but you know yeah but enough about know. enough about that. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's all the time we have for today. So uh, thanks for having me on. Hey, it was fun. Thanks, Joe. It was nice catching up with you and it, all that stuff. It really like, was. I haven't talked to you in forever. Because the part of the reason I started doing this podcast was because like I felt like it was a good way to catch like it was also a good way to catch up with people and like these podcasts are like. A, a, like a memory sh- it's like i make these podcasts for me and for the person who's my guest so like this one is for you like because like we can always go back and listen to it and like it's like it's us talking about who we are so yeah it'll be cool I, i'll listen to this like a year from now or two or something or maybe even 10 and i'll just be like oh my god like cringe <laughs> yeah but yeah, was... hopefully i was like a good enough guest for you jay i feel like you know i didn't perform as well as i i had hoped to but no it's what matters is that you came and we had a good time you know that's all that matters and we that you and then we that we had a fun time so and i'm pretty sure it's gonna be great so so yeah i guess that's it all right thanks for having me on all right goodbye to the audience or whatever
Thank you for listening to Hanging with Chu. I'm your host, Jay Chu, and I'll see you next time.